This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Happy New Year's, everyone. It's Zach from the Thrill Me Podcast Network, and I am here today to give you Zach's Top 10 Films of 2023. Earlier this week, Nick Wonderful and Review It Rob released uh, videos for their top 10 of the movies that they've loved. Now it's my turn to do that. And then at the end of the week, we're releasing our first Thrill Me Rankings video, and it will be a combined of all of our movies in the Thrill Me Ranking list of the top 10 films of 2023. So I don't want to waste too much time don't want to take too much of your time but i do want to do some honorable mentions and i'll start with totally killer this is on amazon prime it's fun it has some good horror comedy elements that i absolutely love uh it's got time travel a lot of back to the future references so it's on amazon prime if you want to check it out uh may december may december stars natalie portman julianne moore this is kind of a psychological drama um and it's it's on netflix it also has the kid from riverdale his name escapes me but he is kind of a standout in this a very good supportive role and you can see like his character kind of changing throughout the movie but it's really good uh another honorable mention the marvels i think this movie took a lot of heat for no reason i think it's fun it did not do well at the box office so once it hits disney plus i say check it out it's fun the cast is great just a fun time and it's okay if the movies are fun it's okay um another one i want to talk about is thanksgiving this horror movie is so fun it reminds me of like a 1980s slasher a friday the 13th type film uh it has some good elements of gore it's a spinoff from the grindhouse films from previous years so they really kept that kind of motif going with it i loved it i say check it out and then my final uh, honorable mention is Tetris. This is from Apple. It came about like in April. And I don't know why it took me so long to see this film. Because as a kid from the 80s who grew up on Tetris, watching how this thing became a worldwide sensation and how they had to get there. I've never seen a film that like I, that grasped the KGB, the Soviet Union kind of wild stuff going on and i i was entranced through watching this so i'm glad i got to check this out before 2023 uh came to a close but let's get started with this top 10 list and i'm going to start with my number 10 talk to me a24 they they can knock it out with small budget horror and i think this one super creepy a lot of good visual um uh, shadowy kind of stuff that they're showing you that then they slam you in the face with possession stuff I mean the cast is full of young kids that are gonna be big stars I know I want to say it's from New Zealand or Australia one of those but um, I absolutely love this movie and can't wait to see what comes from the creative aspects in the future because these guys knocked it out of the park with uh the spooky uh my number nine is the iron claw zach efron and the gang just transformed themselves into the von erics and this entire movie takes place with how this family is dealing with also trying to live with a legacy of wrestling because their father just wants them all to be in pro wrestling and you can just see the different journeys each 
son takes while we follow Zac Efron uh, as the main star. And I think this is Zac Efron's best movie. Um, Jeremy, forget his name, from The Bear. He is fantastic. A lot of great co-stars in this movie. The only one thing I will say is there is a professional wrestler, uh, Ric Flair, the actor who played Ric Flair, woof. That's all I'll say. And maybe it's probably why it's not as high as on my top 10, but still obviously a great movie to see. Uh, my number eight is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Is it part one still? I don't know. We'll find out in the future. Um, I love this movie. This movie is supposed to be split into films. And I think this is one of the best that I've ever seen split because when you think of movies like Deathly Hollows part ones and two, Hunger Games, um, whatever it's called, part one and two, like it's always this, you know, we have to set up for that part two. And I think that's what kind of scared people about this one. But what I think Mission Impossible did so well is that it has its own journey. Like you can watch this on its own and it has great action. Tom Cruise at the top of his crazy ass career and he it's just full of that mission impossible elements that you love i will say it's not my favorite mission impossible i think fallout actually still that like almost a perfect action movie but this was a fun ride and obviously why it's at my number eight number seven going back to apple uh still a michael j fox film it is a documentary and it's showcasing his life to when he gets Parkinson, how he deals with it. And I think the film for a documentary, what's interesting is that they intercut clips of his career, like we're living his life and they're using good, like, um, you know, using the back of his head on actors so we can like fill in the gaps of where he's going in life. I just thought it was inventive and not a normal documentary move. Uh, it's very powerful. It's very emotional. Um, it does leave you with hope. And, you know, I think that's the one thing about Michael J. Fox that I absolutely adore is that he never wants you to feel bad for him. He just wants to figure out, you know, what's going on. And he's, he's just an amazing person, an amazing actor, and I absolutely love this one. This is top tier. All right, number six, I got John Wick 4. This is my favorite action movie of the year. I think, you know, John Wick 1 shocked the hell out of me. John Wick 2, I'm fine with. John Wick 3, I think is good. This is, part four is the first time since the original that I just... I was blown away. The action's incredible. Keanu Reeves just knocks it out of the park as John Wick every time. And then we get newcomers in this. Um, and I feel so bad not remembering his name, but you guys know who I'm talking about. He was he was the blind um, assassin in this movie. He's blind in Rogue One, but you know who I'm talking about. And his name's escaping me, but oh well. But he is fabulous in this movie. And I think the entire supporting cast is great in this one and it's just a great chapter in the john wick saga so i highly suggest watching that all right number five top five air 
This movie blew me away. Ben Affleck directing, co-starring Matt Damon stars in this movie where he's trying to get this Nike off the ground and he wants Michael Jordan to be this said spokesperson. And it's the story of the Jordans and it's on Amazon right now and you can watch it there if you have Prime. A lot of great supporting actors in this. Viola Davis is tremendous as Michael Jordan's mom. Jason Bateman's hilarious as usual. Just what a great, fun movie, especially for Ben Affleck, you know, as a director where he's he does such a good job and keeps you invested in the story. Matt Damon's terrific as the lead. So I highly suggest it as my number five. Number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I knew going into this, I was excited and thinking it would be just such a fun movie. Like Spider-Verse, it has a very interesting, different animation style. So I was really looking forward to this one. And I was not prepared to really love this movie. Like one of my favorite TMNT stories. It, it's about the brotherhood. It's about them growing up. We... We've seen them fight. We've seen them do this. We've never actually watched, and Seth Rogen has talked about this. This is the teenage aspect of the Turtles that we haven't seen before. And I think they do such a good job. They inter intermingle um, uh, April O'Neil in this, and she's as well as a teenager trying to figure out her spot. The mutants are just a plethora of actors that you know, the comedians that are great in this. Paul Rudd, uh, Maya Rudolph's in this. Ice Cube is wonderful in this, and I didn't think I would say that, but he is absolutely awesome. Uh, I love this movie. It's my favorite animated movie of the year. It's very heartwarming. There are emotional beats, and it really sets up this new saga of the turtles that we'll be seeing. My number three movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And boy, oh boy, I was not ready for the emotional wreckage this movie would do to me. And I know a lot of people, you know, the animal stuff is hard and I completely get that. But as well of that being devastating, watching this group that not only have we seen in three movies of their own, we have seen them in the Avengers movie. So almost a decade of these characters. And I think they do a, a very good job of sending this group off. Could they come back? Absolutely. But they did a really good job of separating everybody to live out whatever life that they're living. Nebula is amazing in it. Dave Bautista as Drax is hilarious. Chris Pratt does a phenomenal job in his final, well, maybe not his final, we don't know yet. But as Star-Lord, everybody's just great. And the music is stellar. There's not a lot more that I can say about this movie, except it's in my top three for a reason. All right, now, my number two and my number one. Both movies that I saw very recently. But number two is Oppenheimer. I remember Barbenheimer. I went to see Barbie in theater, did not see Oppenheimer. And then three hours to go see a movie in theater, that's kind of hard to pull off. But I finally got it. I bought the 4K Blu-ray because I wanted to see this in the best way that I could. And I'm going to put it right here that one and two could be interchangeable it may change one day who knows 
But currently, this is my number two, and this is why. This movie did something that I wasn't prepared for, and that's Christopher Nolan being able to make a blockbuster movie out of just a drama. Like, and this is no shade on any other kind of movie that's depicting you know someone's life or anything like that but like when i think of movies like schindler's list or something that you know that's steven spielberg going more drama than blockbuster and i didn't live in that time period so i don't really know but you know i don't expect it to be like and this was filmed in imax when oppenheimer was made for this and you know the special effects for the bomb and stuff I was blown away with how he used the camera and how he used special effects to be interwoven through the story and absolutely understand like Christopher Nolan is a breathtaking filmmaker that I knew I needed to see this one. I, I still haven't seen Tenet. I haven't seen Dunkirk. I just recently watched Interstellar, but there was something about Oppenheimer that always I always wanted to watch this movie. And I made sure I did it before 2023 and it got me. There is when they're testing the bomb uh, in that whole scene. I don't know why I was emotionally taken back because of what's going to happen with said bomb. And that's devastating. And I think this movie just did a very good job of like between Robert Downey Jr.'s acting, uh, Cillian Murphy's acting, like all the, Jake Quaid's in this movie, Josh Hartnett's in this movie, like everybody brought their A game and it just does such a wonderful job of like how people are backstabbers in a world where like this man had to take blame for what happened, which is devastating. And that's what grabbed me. It's just so devastating, but fucking so wonderfully done. But that's my number two. And my number one in a million years would have never seen this coming. Would have never seen this coming. I never watched a trailer for this movie. I only knew of this movie because people were reacting to it. Like before, like the crazy reactions were coming. Like, I just kept hearing, like, it's wild. And I love wild movies. My number one film of the year is Saltburn. This movie, as a psychological thriller drama that has a bunch of twists and turns, it also has comedic elements that are just so bonkers that all you can do is laugh. And then when you get to the end of the movie, you're just jaw-dropped because of the stuff that you saw. Like there are like four or five, like what the fuck is happening moments. And for some reason, by the end of this, I was just like, that's it. They did it. They did the movie. They fucking did it. And I loved it. The music in it, the director is amazing. She's the name's escaping me, but she directed and written, wrote uh, promising young women, which I like that movie as well. So kind of like, okay, there were, there it is. And the star of it, don't know his name, but you know him. The Eternals kid. He's great. Guy from Euphoria. He great. Like, this movie is just... It, it, when I want to watch a movie, this is what I expect. Like, show me a movie. Don't show me something that, like... 
it's hard to explain. Like this thing has four, three ratio and it's done on purpose. It's made to feel old on purpose. So I don't want to dive into spoilers of it. I don't want to go too heavy, but that is my number one film of the year. What say you, what be your favorite movies of the year and make sure to check out throw me rankings this Friday, our first episode, and it will be, the throw me rankings of the top 10 movies of 2023. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> none of them are going to have salt burn like me, but uh, all right. So we'll catch you on the next video. Thanks for watching.